We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. Wednesday edition Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. College football playoff rankings came out last night. Almost moving up one spot to number 11, but... Didn't really do much of anything as far as their uh, prospects for access bowl entry. We'll talk about that here coming up on the uh, show a little bit later. Also, big night for um, college basketball in Oxford. Ole Miss last night knocking off NC State 72-52 at the Pavilion. Um, kind of dominated the Wolfpack throughout the game. And right before the game, found out that Musa Cisse, the former Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, he is eligible um, immediately. He got his um, clearance from the NCAA earlier in the day, so we'll discuss that as well. The Rebels now 6-0 and on the season, and they face Memphis Saturday, 1 o'clock from the Pavilion as well. The Tigers and Rebels, one of C-State's former teams yes. uh, there with uh, Memphis. All that and more coming up on the show today. A show that uh, is brought to you by the Oxford Exxon, also all MPW Digital Podcasts, presented by Twisted T. More on them in a little bit, but the Oxford Exxon got the beer cave again. Big weekend of sports. You got Memphis Ole Miss basketball. You got a lot of football going on. Head into the beer cave. Get the alcoholic beverages of your choice and much more lunch specials. You know all about that up and down I-55 and throughout North Mississippi as well. Again, the Blue Sky here in Oxford. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662 662- Two five seven nineteen hundred. A guest will join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now, twenty six zero eight South Lamar Boulevard, Suite one hundred two, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full service orthopedic care, everything from uh, sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and local and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy. And more to book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins 
are always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. So uh, a lot of places to uh, to start. I guess basketball makes the most sense. Again, football, just frankly, not much movement, but we'll get to that here in a, uh, in a little bit. Uh, Rebels dominate the Wolfpack last night in Oxford. Again, 72-52. NC State was 4-1 uh, and one coming into the uh, season. They had lost to BYU in the final game of whatever tournament they were in prior to that. And uh, I don't know. We kind of can break it down a little bit. Jamin Brakefield goes 20 for 25-8 and eight last night, had uh, his career high in points. Ole Miss put four players in double figures. Actually, I think only had five players score in total. I think Caldwell added eight, and that was that was it. Those uh, those five players, the Rebels raced out to an early double-digit lead. I think it might have gotten cut, what, nil to like eight or seven at one point, but not really Something much like closer than that at all. And then Ole Miss went on a pretty good run early in the second half to uh, to put it away. Protected the ball incredibly well. Ole Miss only seven turnovers last night as a team. NC State yep. had only four points off turnovers as yep. a team last night. They yep. uh, they turned the Wolfpack over 13 times, turning that into 13 or 14 points. And then played good defense and benefited from NC State being completely ice cold. 12% from three last night for the Wolfpack. They uh, they were had it here. They were three of 25 from three last night, North Carolina State. But uh, look, I'm... Crowd was good for eight o'clock on a uh, on a Tuesday night. It was the first, it was the best Ole Miss has played by far. Um, you know, Ole Miss had been winning oh, games yeah. in the last few minutes. They Neil said it in a text between a mutual friend last night. They played free, they played confident, they hit shots, they played defense. It looked like what Chris Beard probably wanted this thing to look like when he started the season. Yeah, you saw the template for what this team will look like when he gets. This isn't an insult to the current players when he gets more good players. But they were really balanced yesterday. I mean, I think his quote was, they checked a lot of boxes. Um, I missed the first 10 minutes or so, so I, I didn't see kind of how the game started. Um, but I got there to, I saw the second half of the first half and then all of the second half. Um, look, I was super happy for Jamin Brakefield. He, he's a great kid. Uh, great with media. Um He'd gotten off to a bad start. He was averaging five points a game. And and this team, for this team to win, to contend for anything resembling the NCAA tournament, he's got to go for more than five points a game, period. Frankly, you just bubble. I mean, if they're going to be a 500 yeah. SEC yeah. team-ish. And he knows that. And people were telling him that. And he knows it. I mean, he's not one of these guys that runs from it and makes excuses. I thought, I thought Chris Beard had a great quote where he said, because I was, it was a it was a full circle moment for me. Um, I'd gone to the OHS Start Bowl game at Ole Miss last night, which was really cool of Ole Miss to let them play there. Soccer, soccer, yeah. They played at Mississippi State last year and got their brains kicked in. I mean, just got got humiliated, got blown out. It was bad. And a year later, they play the same team at Ole Miss, and the tables turned. And it wasn't because of home field or something. It was because of work. It was Jamin. Chris made the comment. He never worried about Jamin because you walk in there first thing in the morning and you hear the dribbles and it's yeah. breakfield. And at the end of the night, people are leaving and the ball's bouncing. It's breakfield. And it's about work. You get better through work. That's how you get better. It's it's work. And, and Jamin puts the work in. Nobody cares more than he does. And so for him to have that day, I think 
made a lot of people inside their organization feel good. And for them to get where they aspire to go, he has to be that player. Now, he, he's not going to go for 25 and 8 every night. That's, no, that's no, not no. going to happen. But the fact that you had, you had that, I think Flanagan went for 15, Morrell had 12, Jalen Murray had 12, you mentioned Caldwell coming off the bench, goes for 8. I mean, that's pretty balanced. Um, they, they, they lost the rebounding battle, but they were terrific protecting the basketball, which is going to be an absolute requirement for them if they're going to win in the SEC. They can't be a turnover machine. What you notice with them is a couple of things. Murray's gotten a little better on the, on the point. I mean, the improvement from game one to game six is it's, stunning. Oh, it, it's – I mean, I, I'll be honest. I walked out of the arena against Alabama State in the opener and went, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was bad. It was probably worse than people realize if they were not watching. Well, I, I was careful because I kept my phone blew up with what do you think? I'm like, it's too early. It's one game. <laughs> but I mean, inside that answer is that was rough, you know. But the improvement from game one to game six is revelatory of what you have in Chris Beard. Right. That's now. Take a st- take a breath because that it, it, I, when I yeah I was getting blown up on text and like I said I was at the game last night and I'm hearing from all these people and whatever and I go God it is it's two things they're much better they're improved that was I mean I don't know crap about basketball but I know that was well played and then the other side I go is North Carolina State shot twelve percent they're not overly good no, like that doesn't not. automatically mean you're going to blitz Memphis on Saturday well no now look if they blitz, that's a different ball of if, wax if they blitz Memphis on Saturday it's a different conversation we go well hold on a minute yeah 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 yeah. And on the flip side, if you get blitzed on Saturday, it's not the end of the world. No, look, their their program's a little further ahead of yours right now. I know, I know I use this term a lot. You can all make fun. Last night was a really nice year one proof of concept game early in Chris Beer's tenure. Yes. You got exactly what you were trying to get. You can yes. see his improvement, his yes. involvement as a head coach. You can see all these different things that are that are happening inside the program relative to where they are right now in this build and this thing that Beard... I mean, because, look, I mean, you know, it's funny. Beard is never going to say they're not an NCAA tournament team. He's very much on that as our goal. That's what we're trying to get. But all the marketing is, hey, we're just building culture. We're just sure. building culture. We're sure. just getting the foundation. We're getting it going. Oh, dude gets it in spades. Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing all these things. Every time they win a game, the students come down and take the photo. We're all in this together. We're building a basketball program. That's mm-hmm. what we're doing. We're building he, a program. But he owes it to Matthew Morrell. And Breakfield. And Breakfield and the guys that have been in that program for we're a gonna while. We're going to try to win now. We're going to try to win now. Why would you say, oh, no, no, we're, this, is a, this is a development year? Well, if that's the case, then they should leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, 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 he's done it exactly the right way. Um, the other couple of things that just really stick out, on the floor, the one thing that really sticks out is, I think it took a minute for some of these guys to get to this place. They're not looking over at the bench every time they screw up. You play basketball, if you play wide open and you play hard, you're going to make a mistake. You, you're you're going to miss a defensive rotation. You're you're gonna make a bad pass. You're gonna make a physical error. It's, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a hard game, and so but when that happens, they're not looking over at the bench like, oh god, here here it comes. And that's not a criticism. It just is what it is, man. At this point, it is what it is. You deal with it. No, I mean that was the thing. It's yeah, it's it's not some personal affront. But Ole Miss would have lost several of those early games with the previous regime. 
they'd call more timeouts early and been all shell shocked right. because some of the reason they won those games late is he allowed them to just kind of play. You know, that's what I noticed last night with him with Beard is, and, and you, you came in after the soccer game early on, and now Beard to this point in the season had been he sits down, he doesn't stand up a ton, he pick really picks spots on when he coaches hard, he lets yeah. them just kind of go. And early last night, as they were building that lead, he was up. He was chest-bumping players. He was a different energy last night, I think, trying to seize that moment. Because, look, I don't know how good NC State is or isn't, but they were a tournament team last year. Yeah. And they've got a name on their chest that you're aware of. And I thought sure. he thought, hey, this is one we can get to, sure. to build right here. This sure. this, this kind of makes sense. 100%. Um, and, and they had a lot of momentum. I mean, as we, as we move into the other part of the news yesterday, the one, if you wanted to find a fault in last night's game for Ole Miss, it was they gave up 18 offensive rebounds. Now they're getting a hell of an, yeah. a rebounder added to their game. And Musa Cisse, assuming he's healthy, he's been dealing with some stuff. I don't know exactly what's going on, but, um, they told the team prior to the game yesterday that he was eligible. He went through sh- warm-ups. Yeah, he didn't – I don't guess he knew it's shoot-around because during shoot-around yesterday, he did not participate and was not dressed. Right. Um, and then he was dressed out last night. He did not play again, but he was dressed. This is not from Beard. He said he would say more today. He said he was not ready to necessarily go into all of, of what it meant. Just sort of talking to people, reading tea leaves. This isn't necessarily reporting, but my best guess this morning as I'm talking is that sometime last week, mid to early last week, he was denied. Cisse was denied by the NCAA. The report we had over the weekend, I'm 99.9999% sure was accurate that at that point he had been denied. Ole Miss appealed and then got the appeal cleared yesterday is the way that I have kind of heard from people who would typically know in the way that the, the schedule works out. So I think they they were denied and then they won an appeal on CSA being uh being eligible and he's a guy who was at Memphis at Oklahoma State. He's a mature guy. He's an older guy. He's a hell of a rebounder. He was the uh, Big Twelve defensive player of the year with the uh with Cow with the Cowboys and Ole Miss's need right now where they have multiple but one of their huge needs is front court help in that rebounding and he definitely fills that bill yeah sharp is sharp struggles sometimes with lateral things uh c says a better defender they don't really need a lot of offense from him they need rebounding they need defense the other thing i was going to say and i never do this so i'll 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 compliment here there was a palpable buzz inside that building that has not existed in a while yeah, I mean, it was there. Frankly, and I'm not trying to insult anybody, the last couple of years, that arena has been like a damn funeral. It has been depressing. Um, it has been, I, I got to a point, and I love basketball. I got to a point where I hated going to games, if I'm honest. And I told you this, I'd be like, oh my God, I got to go sit through one of those again. It was just, it was cold. It was stale. It was, it was, it was sterile. It was forced. I hated it. I got to where I was like, this is miserable. And people are like, well, it's an SEC game. I'm like, you couldn't tell it. Then you'd watch an SEC game on TV, like at Auburn or Tennessee or Kentucky or Missouri or Arkansas or wherever, and you'd see these just fever pitch atmospheres, and you're like, man, it's just they're, they're a million miles away. And you're not there yet. But for a Tuesday night, 8 o'clock game, that was pretty impressive. It was good. No, it's it's I mean, it's a big step yesterday. No, because the arena, I mean, I've said this nonstop and I'll always say it. When you're not filling it up, it's A too comfortable. It's really it, you know, 
all tad pad conversations aside, sure. you were just going for basketball. Well, there's nothing I mean, else hey, to go to, right? It's, it's utilitarian and it's basketball, and that's well, what you're doing. There wasn't doing. like a little food area where you could go sit and hang no. out in the couches and visit with your friends. I mean, yeah. tad pad, I mean, where are you going to go? Hang out at the urinals? Yeah. I mean, you know, what were you going to do? It's so, dark and yeah. cramped, and you're there for hoops. You're that's either there for doing. hoops or you weren't there. Yeah. Right? And, and, and the. The, Pavilion the, is comfortable. The seats yeah. are big. It's you easy can, to just kind of chill yeah, and hang sure. out and do all those things. And it's cavernous because the way it's just built. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 it is. It's yeah. all open and whatever. And when it's kind of empty, you go, oh god, yeah, it's not. It's yeah, weird in here. Yeah. And no, last night was a couple things. It was a big team. It was the ACC thing. It was a good start. And then what it is above all else, and I think it's what basketball fans keep talking to me about is it's just. It's a belief in Beard and belief in the team that, hey, we're going to watch this build no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And we're going to follow it and we're going to appreciate it and let it be. And I think, you know, it's one thing that, and I'm not comparing it to Andy, but, you know, multiple times with Ole Miss over the last 15 years, they get that game to then get the game and they lose it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, pull this one off and you're going to get a big environment on Saturday. Maybe it shouldn't be like that, but it just kind of is. I walked out last night thinking, hey, he got that win to make Saturday. Look, you might get beat by 25, and there's sure. no shame in that because the Tigers no. are damn good. Okay, I mean, this is a Memphis Temper that, that right now. Memphis, Memphis is good. They've beaten uh, Michigan. They've Arkansas. beaten Arkansas. They're, Their one loss is Villanova. Yeah. I mean, I mean take a deep <laughs> breath. But you're going to get a hell of an atmosphere. You're going to get a lot of people in there, yeah. and you're going to get the first Chris Beard day, if you will. Yeah. You hired him for this reason, yeah. and that's what you're going to get on Saturday against Memphis. So I agree. It's One a, o'clock. Yeah, it's a. I mean, it's a fun shot, right? I mean, there's really no reason that the place won't be packed. It should be, and it it's not a must win game. No, God, no. It's just not <laughs> in so, no shape, form, but, or fashion. But you can see it happening. You, look, he's you win on Saturday. You'll be ranked next week. They would be ranked. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they would deserve it at that point. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, there's a long way to go. There's a handful, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, a handful of teams in the league that... Even after last night's game factored in, Ken Palm has them going 6-12 and 12 in the SEC. Okay. And I'd buy it if you told me that's what they finished. Um, there's a handful of teams in the league that the jury is still sort of out. Well, I mean, last night, interesting results. Uh, the SEC goes 4-3 and three last night in the uh, SEC Big Ten Big Ten ACC Challenge. I don't know why I'm doing that. We should do that in football. Just have the SEC Big Ten weekend. I've said that for yeah. years. Just pair them up. Why play. does no one listen to me? Forget Saban. They should make you the czar. I'd be a good czar. Be a good czar? I really would. Be a very common sense czar. Psst, here's what we do. Done. September the 3rd. SEC, Big Ten. Tulane wouldn't be playing in no group of five game, I'll tell you that. <laughs> or see what it, all accident, New Year's Six game. Ole Miss and Oklahoma would be very safe right now. You're, Absolutely. You're in. You're uh, inside the SEC last night, as we mentioned, uh, Ole Miss 72-52 over the Wolfpack. Kentucky blitzed Miami at Rupp last night, 95-73. In, uh, in me, that let, one. let me tell you what Kentucky is. Kentucky's a national title caliber team. Because they still don't have all their front court ready. They're going to get better. They're not supposed to be good yet. Well, someone missed the memo. (laughs) Shepard goes for 21 last night. Uh, He's been excellent for the the Wildcats. They're nasty. Six and one on the season. Uh, Who the hell beat them? Kansas. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, there you go. Okay, well. 
Um, Georgia Tech knocks off Mississippi State in Atlanta last night, 67-59. The Yellow Jackets over the Bulldogs. Not a good, not a good loss. I know it's on the road, but weird loss for State there. Uh, Clemson goes into Coleman Coliseum and knocks off the Crimson Tide last night, 85-77. It's their first road win over a ranked opponent in like 10 years or Is something. Really? And when you think about that, all the, the ACC, ACC teams that you play. Yeah, 6-0 and now for the Tigers. Again, 85-77 over Alabama. I know it's not your normal Mike Bray Notre Dame team, but South Carolina takes care of Notre Dame last night, 65-53 in Columbia. The Gamecocks are 6-0. Uh, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd still sell that stock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're actually really happy right now if you had a little Carolina stock. You're like, hey, I got that win. We're up here. Go ahead and. But that's good for the league, though. Oh, it's good um, for the win. Because yeah, you, you, you don't. I know this is this is antithetical to fans. You you're cheering for SEC teams last yeah, night. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. You are cheering. Oh, for, all the wins. You need wins. Because look, if you're going to get in, you're going to get in as a bubble team, and your net rating is really going to matter. You you are cheering for the SEC tonight. If you have any fan sense whatsoever, not that your cheering matters when you're sitting in your living room watching on the television. But, but if you're watching, but if you're, you're wondering who to pull for, here's your answer. Your instinct to go. I hope the rest of the no, league no, no, sucks. No, no. no, you really don't. Not in this sport. No, you need them to be good. Uh, LSU gets routed in uh, Syracuse last night. Syracuse eighty fifty seven yeah. over the Tigers that are suddenly four and three on it's the gonna season. Be- going to be a slog for them yeah a bit of a mess and then uh, missouri goes on the road and knocks off Pitt last night 71 64 the tigers over the panthers that's a good in, win uh, in Pittsburgh. memphis has already beaten missouri also that's correct yeah yes memphis is memphis has some uh, scalps already yeah and just again saturday what, what are the games tonight tennessee is at north carolina tonight Oh, God, that's a good game. UNC minus two and a half. Tennessee is the uh, best four and two basketball team in history. Uh, their two losses are the number one team in the country and the number two team in the country at this yeah, point. Yeah, they're very good. Purdue and Kansas, I believe, are the losses for yeah. the Volunteers. Their net rating's fine. Uh, yeah, 615 for the Vols and the Tar Heels. That is in Chapel Hill. Uh, 615 also ESPN2. You've got Texas A&M visiting the Cavaliers tonight at Virginia. That's a good game. Uh, so Texas and Virginia, the line on that one is Virginia minus one and a half on that game. You got Florida at Wake Forest tonight. Florida four and two on the season. Wake Forest three and three. That is at uh, Lawrence Joel Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Florida is a four and a half point favorite on the road in that one. Duke is in Fayetteville tonight at Bud Walton. Duke a five and a half point favorite over the Razorbacks on the road. Boston College. Carolina was very frustrated yesterday over what. To get in, you had to be in line yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon? Yesterday afternoon. So when can you get the tickets to get in? Or are you waiting until tip tonight? You're waiting until tip tonight. Oh. You have to be in line. You had to be in line yesterday. You had to basically spend the night. Not a chance in hell. Well, she couldn't. She has too much stuff to do. No, I just mean me. Oh, not a yeah. chance in hell. So that'll be a electric environment tonight. I mean, not a chance in hell. But people will. People do. It's an you, experience. I think you could get to this place here. I think you could get to the point where people waited overnight for Duke at Ole Miss. That kind of environment. This That's what he's building. It's a build. And it's what Muscleman has shown you is if you win enough, you'll get that type of ACC game. Yeah, because people do the whole, people do the whole, well, Arkansas has always been that way. No, they weren't. No. no In no, the no, Pelfrey no. era? No, they yeah. weren't. Mike Anderson? They weren't. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn sucked. Yeah, there were times when Auburn was just like, I mean, 
Jeff Lebo existed. Well, I mean, I covered Cliff Ellis. Yeah. And there were some hot times, but there were some times when that was not, not a big thing. It's about winning. I mean, it's about marketing and winning. And Bruce Pearl, what it's Bruce has done a lot of work off the court to get to that place. There's a lot of parallels between Beard and, and Pearl. Eric Musselman has done a lot of work off the court. You talk to anybody in Fayetteville who's familiar with their program. I mean, he is out and about a lot. And he built up excitement to get to a place like tonight. And frankly, Arkansas so far is not that good. Mm-hmm. But he's he's got people excited, and that's what that's what Chris is trying to do here. Boston College is at Vanderbilt tonight. Sure, Vanderbilt's a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Eagles. Georgia is at Florida State tonight. The Seminoles, four and one on the season. They're a nine-and-a-half-point favorite over the Bulldogs. And then Virginia Tech and Auburn tonight. Uh, Auburn is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Hokies tonight in uh in that one auburn four and one virginia tech five and two on the season i don't i don't hate that line laying it auburn minus eight and a half yeah. i don't hate that I think at they all. might get them and i'll be honest i don't hate duke minus five and a half no that felt that felt all right but duke's been on the road they've played in games yeah but sometimes you home court and basketball really can it makes a difference oh of course when it gets going it makes yeah. a difference so, more basketball and uh, football coming up. First, you're ready to elevate your college football game day experiences. Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea, packs flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. It turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, or you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching a bar, or hosting friends at home. It's there to elevate your experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, can conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. It was work, good work for me to talk through some feelings with the professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MPW. Uh, we're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Dead Soxy welcomes you to the winter sales event of 2023. Buy more, save more. The more you spend, the more you save. So stock up on gifts, stocking stuffers, and don't forget a little something extra for you. Get 25% off any order, 30% off orders of 120 or more, 40% off any orders of 240 or more. Visit deadsoxy.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. Take advantage of this holiday sale from Dead Soxy. Um, we're also brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt, 
for amazing professional service and support. Contact Whitney at Whitney at tmhomes.com or 662-567-2573. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Uh, those are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you at rebelsretire.com. And we're brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right, all items, $1.00 no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app, name your price on thousands of items from big name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, and others coming soon, so don't miss out. Podcast is brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you, everything from the Northern Style Barbecue, the Signature, Tons of great options, and we've got a great offer for you. Again, it is five by five pouches or more. Code RG twenty five percent off with code RG with Prime Shrimp. They have got some new stuff coming. They've got the uh, soy ginger coming. They've got uh, the lemon cracked pepper. It's awesome with the full meals in a bag. Plenty of different things to uh, either get some samples, try some different ones, or just pack up on your favorites. So again, it is code RG Prime Shrimp dot com twenty five percent off on that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know the. Um, I don't know when Kentucky is getting all those guys back. I was asking the stream, but I do know their front court's been banged up or ineligible or something. But I know they got guys that are not a hundred percent, and they are going to get better. So that's probably scary for the rest of the league. Yeah, he might finally have a have one because they haven't been in the Final Four since fifteen. Is that right? Been a minute. I mean, he's in... And he's had some bad early losses. He's in some level of danger. Yeah. I just don't ever really count out Kentucky basketball. I just always sort of assume they'll figure it out. <laughs> Not going to take all the thorns off that rose yet. Go, no. hey, no, 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 they can't do it. They're 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 out. I always it's laugh like, at the... Oh, they're dead. No, they're not. Uh, I, you know, I was disappointed in SEC shorts this week. They didn't do enough with all the content they had. I will give Matt Mitchell credit yesterday. Typically not somebody I watch a ton of, but he did call Texas A&M a cult yesterday in his poem, so I appreciated that. That's that good. was that was that was that Is was that very even good. arguable anymore. No, 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 no. It's really not. I mean, it's it? really not. It's just I thought his bit yesterday with the roll call thing was excellent, and he oh, I haven't v- seen very that early on he uh, he rhymes something with A and M being a cult, and <laughs> yeah. it was it was it was very good. I was. I was very pleased uh, as that as that play because I'll, I'll be honest, I it's been a week where you know, look, Ole Miss isn't playing, and we know we got to have content. I'm trying to figure out what all, and I know there's stuff going on, so we were, we were good. But like, we had a huge audience on Monday with the A and M and the state hires, and we got to yesterday, and I went, all right, kind of need something because Wednesday Wednesdays are our weird day always, every day of the week, and then it's like just manna from heaven opens up. It's like okay, basketball might give us something, and then Bobby Petrino, Bobby Petrino. is going to Arkansas, and you go, oh, see, the gods giveth, and we're in that in the in that realm right what now. What a what a weird sport 
Isn't it? I mean, it's it, what is it, stupid and, and good about it. And what's crazy, here's what's crazy. That fan base goes from there's no way in hell I'm going to a game next year to where do I get my tickets? And I don't understand it. Like, what is that about? How does, how does that happen? He, he got fired for a, quote, motorcycle accident that he lied about and an extramarital thing with the girl that worked in the building. I mean, he got fired with cause. Okay, for yeah, rehashing for anyone, he had taken Arkansas to the Sugar Bowl. They had Tyler Wilson at quarterback. They were a damn good team. They were probably the third best team in the country, but it was in the year 11. It was the year that Alabama and LSU were just this wrecking crew of two teams playing defense. I mean, he I mean, let's you got to set this part in up. In a different year he wins the national title. Yeah, you got to set this part up. He had a national championship caliber team he in did. Fayetteville. He did. So he's kind of like the guy that I was trying to like make a parallel in my mind, like to something. When people say there, well, you can't win at Arkansas. Their retort is, well, Bobby Petrino did. And you, you look at it and you're like, well, you, you know, you're not wrong. They were really, really good. Yeah, he won like 19 games in two years or maybe 20 something games yeah, in two years. They were really, really good. And so that's, you know, when people say, oh, hey, you can't win at Ole Miss, they're like, well, Hugh Freeze did. I mean, look, he did. Hugh Freeze, right? That's what people say. Yeah. And and now it's Kiffin did, and so now no one even makes that argument anymore. Yeah. But there, you know, people go, well, you just can't win here, man. You can't recruit guys. It's too far away, blah, blah, blah. And, and they go, well, I mean, Petrino did it. And you're like, well, I mean, you got a point. And well, so look, he's a damn good football coach. That's never in doubt. He's a damn good football coach. Well, you wonder, is he still a damn good football coach? Yeah, I don't coach? know. Well, okay, we get there. So okay. for rehashing for anyone, Bobby Petrino at the time, he had basically ghosted the Falcons when he was the Falcons head coach, just left in the middle of the day, middle of the night, whatever, walked yeah. out. Kind of did the pro version of when Tuberville was at dinner with all the Texas Tech recruits and said peace. Uh, he ends up at Arkansas. He uh, wins a good bit. He was there 8-11. to 11. I actually did not remember him being there that long, yeah. but he was there for that those th- those four seasons. At that point, he goes five and seven, eight and five, ten and three, eleven and two. The eleven and two year, they won the Cotton Bowl, and their two losses were Alabama and LSU. The, the year where they were by far the best two teams in the country. They were legit. Yeah, they were. They were real, very real at that point. So, and he recruited well. Yeah, won the Cotton Bowl. Whatever he did, they lost LSU. I mean, they they got bombed by both those teams. Yeah, but but okay. so did everybody. Yeah, else. that was a really weird year. So anyway, yeah. Otherwise, they're only actually close game. This is a strange stat. That team went 11-2 and two or whatever. Their only close game outside of their two losses was a 31-28 win against Vanderbilt. Oh, that's weird. That was James Franklin. James Vanderbilt. Franklin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he did a good job there. He did. Yeah. That might be the exception where you go, you can win at Vanderbilt because James Franklin did it because no, James Franklin won at Vanderbilt. So anyway. Yeah. Yes, he gets in the motorcycle accident. He has that first press conference with the brace and all on, thinking he's gotten away with nothing and he's just cool and he's just going, hey, I'm going to watch practice. It's in the spring, so I'm going to watch practice from the press box and i am got road rash down my face, but we're cool, whatever. And then he said he was by himself, and then the media finds out that he was not by himself, had a, uh, had a woman, Jessica something, and I cannot remember her last name. Yesterday was a weird day for her. Yeah. Uh, Darrell, maybe. Jessica Darrell, something like that. Okay, anyway. Uh, Finds out that she was with him 
Uh, she was a former volleyball player at Arkansas. He had given her twenty thousand uh, dollars and found her a job inside the athletic department while not reporting anything in this in this realm. And that led to his dismissal at that point. And then uh, we are here. He's not the first, and he won't be the last. <laughs> A dozen years later, uh, the president has signed off on his uh, his return as the offensive coordinator at the University of Arkansas. Uh, I did see on the internet yesterday that reemployment requires you to have left in good standing, so they had to move around those waivers a little bit to get Bobby back in here in well, Fayetteville. Earlier in the day, there were a couple people that were like, "That was going to be the obstacle. That was going to be too far." But they, the things we do for football in our in our society. Um, the interesting part to me is not because we'll get to the football part. They don't play football there for a while. The interesting part to me is this was on the same day that they finally kind of got on the same page with NIL. They were in the old NIL era where you had multiple NIL entities sort of fighting each other. And so they sort of got on one page yesterday. Mm -hmm. And just to watch sort of the reaction among their fan base, it's like 90-something percent just euphoric. And if you're Pittman, like, look, this is kind of risky, right? I mean, you're going into a year where you have to win. I mean, you just hired your interim replacement if it starts out bad. But I can tell, and I won't give names, but he's tried to hire some other pretty big-name assistants. He's trying to save himself. He has some offers out there to assistant coaches that are – if if they if they happened, it would be pretty interesting. So he's he very clearly either feels like this is a desperate move or or he's not threatened by him. It's well, no, he's finding the guy that he thinks. Because here's what I mean. Look, so uh, I'll back up one thing because I didn't know about this. I saw it yesterday on because I was sitting at waiting for Carson's game to start, and some of this stuff was popping up on my feed. Petrino was a, a guest at the Little Rock Touchdown Club in 2019. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'd never seen this before. And he has this emotional deal with them where he apologizes for how it ended and then tells them how much he appreciates how good they were to his family. He didn't appreciate it at the time, but all those things. He was unemployed that year. He had finished at Louisville, and he had not been hired by Missouri State yet. And so he goes to that that luncheon and – Apparently, it was just like this moment, cathartic moment for everybody where it was like total forgiveness. Basically, gets a standing ovation, the whole, the whole deal. And then when they played each other, Missouri State and Arkansas back in a couple years ago. Two years ago, I think. After the game ends, they kind of caught him on, on audio with Pittman telling Petrino how much he appreciated what he said at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. And Petrino says, I meant all of it. Oh really? Yeah, and so I there's there's a lot there. It wasn't just like this sudden thing, but still it's September 17th, uh 2022. Okay. A 38-27 win for Arkansas. Yeah. Missouri State scared the shit out of them. Yeah. So that so that and there's the football part of it. Is Bobby Petrino is he that offensive coordinator that can put together this creative thing, or is he what you saw at College Station last year? But most people around College Station that are not in the, a member of the cult will tell you that Bobby Petrino did not get to run his offense in any way; that he was right. a play caller 
who was told he had to run Jimbo's, Jimbo's plays. offense. Well, that's it? not the same thing. No. And that shows you that Jimbo never tried to really save himself or really could ever give up control. Frankly, once Jimbo made that decision, he should have been fired that day. Yes. Because we did all that sh- song and dance in yes. the offseason of, hey, no, this is Bobby calling plays. Well, yeah, it's calling plays that are all coming from your big trapper keeper. And so Petrino, last season, if all that is to be believed, and I tend to believe it, was basically the good soldier. Because you never saw him come out and go, this is stupid, man. They're not letting me do my thing. They're not letting me run the offense. Look, I can't wait, because Arkansas is not going to be very good next year. I wouldn't think. I, I can't wait to like November the 14th when Bobby Petrino is the interim head coach at the University of Arkansas. But if he's the interim head coach, he's not going to be the head coach. I don't think he's the next head coach. I think this is simply Pittman making a play. Yeah. Your check is not going to fire Pittman and then hire Petrino off a team that sucks enough to get the head coach fired. I wouldn't think. That makes no sense. No. So the the whole dynamic of it is just fascinating. I mean, that's what made no sense when sometimes, you know, when Matt was here and he had those different coordinators that were really experienced, they go, hey, when he goes, what about this guy? And it's like, they were on the staff that got fired. Like, you don't fire Matt to turn around and hire Mike McIntyre. Like, that doesn't. Jeffrey Vitter may have. (laughs) Touche. Fair enough. But (laughs) I always just scratch my head. No, that, that, yeah. So, no, I mean, I, I can't wait. He's going to be the new John L. Smith. He's going to be the interim head coach at some point in early November. Pittman's going to get fired. He has no mandate. He has no capital, and they're not going to be very good. He's going to lose his quarterback. I agree. Well, he needs to lose his quarterback because Jefferson can't run a Petrino offense oh, God, if it's going no. to truly be a Petrino offense. So, so here's the part, That's right? True. So here's the part that this is the crazy part of college football. They actually don't have time to actually see if it works or not. Well, unless you go out and buy them in it with NIL money. And the rumor is they have a lot of NIL money available. They just raised a bunch yesterday. So can you go out and quickly put enough Band-Aids together to win seven games? I I, I do kind of wonder if Jimbo wanted to be fired. As Dord said, I'm making $77 million. If you fire me, I'm not changing either. I do think he – it's not wanting to be fired, but I do think he had no interest in changing. I'm by God doing it my way. How many 50-something-year-old men do you see change? Very few. Okay. Why were we expecting Jimbo Fisher to change? Because, like, it's not even change, but the closest would be, like, kind of how Mike handles players differently. That's about as close as you ever could get for somebody who's been successful and been doing this for a couple decades. And And some of that could just be, hey, he softened a little bit. Yeah, a little older, a little. But he hadn't really changed. No, 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 no. How many times have people said you need to hire a pitching coach? Oh, yeah. Not even on how, the How many table. times has he hired a pitching coach? Zero. He has his and way now, of doing it. And, and here's what I mean. I'm not comparing Mike yeah, Manko no, to it. Jimbo Fisher, but Mike's got a ring. Yeah. Jimbo has a ring. He goes to Jameis Winston ring. I don't care. He, he recruited Jameis Winston. It's a ring somewhere else, though. He ain't got a ring at A&M. No, but he has a ring. Yeah. And somebody goes, I, I know what I'm doing. I won. Yeah. Where's your ring, guys? Yeah. Well, that's, that's how he thinks. You people are questioning me. Show me your championship ring. Oh, you don't have one? Well, I got one. Look, it's right here. Yeah. F off. I'm going to do this my way. And if you don't like it, you can pay me $80 million, and I'll I'll head, out, head, I'll out. head out to the ranch. 
you gave me this dumb contract. So, and, and I'm push back on a couple other narratives that are out there real fast because these bug me. Stop with the Jimmy Sexton's bad for football thing. Unless you can prove to me that Jimmy Sexton held a revolver to Ross Bjork's head and said, you must give this buyout, then I'm not blaming Jimmy. Now, if you can prove to me that he did that with the machine gun pointed at him, okay, I'll listen. Otherwise, no, it's on the schools. They gave the bad contracts. You could have said, nope, we're not doing that. Go to LSU. Have at it, bud. I'm tired of that. That is that is a that is such a flawed argument. The contracts are terrible for college football. That's not Jimmy's fault. No, Jimmy's job is to represent his clients. Period. There is no part of his job description that is, "Hey, you need to look out for the betterment of college football. Hey, you need to look out for the betterment of the University of fill in the blank." There is no part of, of his job description that says do what's in the best interest of Texas A&M University. No, that is absolutely not his job at all. His job was to represent his The client. truth is that he is an excellent negotiator in a negotiation with people who are not equipped at that mostly and who are emotional because of fan base pressure. So yeah. you're at such an advantage. Sure, but at the end of the day. No, no I get it. I'm, I'm saying, right. yeah, yeah, it's not Jimmy's fault. If the Dodgers give Shohei Otani $700 million. It's not, his agent. It's not Boris's fault or whoever the hell yeah, his, his agent is. It, 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 I should know the name of the agent. I've read it so many times. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Boris. It's but, not Boris. <laughs> but it's not. It'd be, if, 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 if it ends up being a, an absolute dumpster fire, it's on the Dodgers. Yeah. Unless you can prove that he went in there with a... Billy Club. Well, I mean, a damn machine gun. Hey, either do this or all of y'all are not getting out of this room alive. Well, then, okay. Then now I'm like, oh, well, that was legitimate pressure. Yeah. No, I mean you could. You always have the ability to say they're not giving him that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Go find it somewhere else. Good luck. Yeah, that didn't happen. This is this is totally on. That's totally on Texas A and M. One million percent. So when people try to do the, you know, because I've heard it a bunch this last week, sexting this and sexting that. I'm like, no, man, that's 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 flawed. That's so logic. That that's that's that victim thing. No. No, you're, you did it. You made a dumb decision. You made a really dumb decision. You put it in writing. It's legally binding. Jimbo fulfilled his contract. He did. He showed up. He, he went to work. He didn't win, but he didn't do anything. He didn't go do anything off the field to embarrass didn't you. Didn't anything. Didn't he? He fulfilled his contract until the day that you said, hey, we're no longer going to pay you to be the coach. Here's your money. Go okay. away. And to this point, Jimbo has walked away. I hadn't heard a word from Jimbo. Mm-mm. Not a single quote. I mean, so no, it's it's all on it's all on Texas A and M one hundred percent, yeah, completely. Yeah, did you miss out on getting a pair of the uh, custom shoes from the Grove Collective? Here's your chance to do one better. Style Assembly Women's Boutique on the Square. It's partnered with the Collective to offer a pair signed by Lane himself. You can enter two different ways. You can go to shopstyleassembly.com, purchase a raffle ticket for twenty five dollars, or make any purchase on the site or in the store, including gift cards. Each ticket and purchase counts as an entry. No restrictions on the entries. 100% of raffle ticket sales plus 10% of all regular merchandise sales will be given directly to the collective. Use code RG15 at checkout to get 15% off your order. Also, free shipping on orders over $150. Discount obviously not applied to raffle tickets. So knock out some holiday shopping and support the NIL efforts of the collective. That's online at shopstyleassembly.com or stop by the store at 203 North Lamar next to Blind Pig. Ask for Kate, the owner, and she'll personally help you out.
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The College Corner is in Oxford now. They've got a location off Sisk Avenue in the Oxford Commons. They also have two locations in the Jackson area. And don't forget, you can go to collegecornerstore.com to do all of your shopping for uh, the Ole Miss fans in your life, even Mississippi State fans, other fans. You can get all that stuff at collegecornerstore.com. They've been great to us uh, for years, so we would appreciate you being great to them as well. Uh, we're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle based in uh, Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states. Advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, uh, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. Investing treated like a commodity. Decisions made using objective information and research, not emotions. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, uh, just get in touch with John if you're trying to uh, make a special trip, one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square, Opa, is the perfect place to plan your Christmas party, your company dinner, your festive party event. Fabulous food, great craft libations. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at Opa. For catering or booking information, contact Jeannie, 601-421-7147. If you're interested in uh, renting out a part of Rafters as well, uh, the same number, Jeannie, 601-421-7147. And we're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. We'll have picks up either tomorrow or it might even be Friday morning. But we'll have picks to you. Uh, They're brought to you by Service Specialist, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, they can help you pretty much across the board. If your company is looking to hire quality, hard-to-find talent, they can help you as well. It's always free for the candidate. And a company doesn't pay unless you hire a candidate that Service Specialist sends. In other words, you've got nothing to lose. So give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures that will result 
in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Podcast, uh, sorry, brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. Um, it's getting close to the end of 2023. If you need to make a year-end donation for tax purposes, call the foundation. They'll walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower. Both initiatives give you a tax-deductible way to support the um, <clears throat> Champions Now campaign. If you're working on estate planning, call the foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For information, that's 662-915-7159 or give to athletics.com podcast also brought to you by gnm pharmacy for uh anyone who would care for the uh, high dose flu shot they have that available they especially recommend it for anyone 65 or older most people just give the standard dose but they uh, have the uh, extra dose there for you if you need that they also have the rsv vaccine for anyone who is looking for that as well and they do all those by appointment which makes getting in and out super easy give them a call to schedule and they'll take care of you. That's 662-236-2222 for GNM in Oxford or 662-252-2321 for Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs. Uh, people on the board asking if that is Ole Miss's schedule on FBSschedules.com. It is the teams they are going to play. It is not an order yet. Um, Ole Miss is not closing the season with uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks. It's just Wish the they would. It would be awesome. Almost would probably be fine with uh, that. So, by the way, I spoke to uh, Keith Carter yesterday. They have not made a decision yet on what day the Egg Bowl will be played. He simply said that uh, that was unknown um, if it will be Thursday or Saturday. This is me talking. My opinion is that it will remain on Thanksgiving Day for another year. But, again, Keith did not tell me that in any way. That is simply my, again, tea leaves thought as uh, we look into next season. But I ran a poll on Twitter, and about 67% of you guys wanted it to be on Saturday versus uh, Thursday. About two-thirds, something like that. The other 33%, y'all are sick. (laughs) Get help. It's people who never go to the games. You're just watching on TV, so they want to have Thanksgiving and then watch the game after and hang out. Because they're just in your living room and chilling and whatever. I get it, I guess. Uh, Here's one for you, by the way. If you want to go ahead and jump on in. uh, Now, I don't know what their over-under is going to be, but because they have a gator on their helmet, they might be higher than it should be. Florida goes under this year. Have you seen Florida's schedule for next year? It's brutal. So Florida's schedule next season. Here are the records of the teams they play. Okay? Okay. Their 2023 records, 2024 schedule. Okay. 7-5, 12-0. 12 and 0, 10 and 2, 9 and 3, 10 and 2, 8 and 4, 7 and 5, 11 and 1, 6 and 6, 6 and 5, 5 and 7. Those are the 12 opponents. Good luck. They have one, two, three, four, five teams on the schedule that won at least 10 games this season, including uh, two undefeated teams and an 11 and 1 team. In the non-con, they face Miami, who went 7-5 and five this year. Yep. But not the worst team in the world. I nope. mean, that's not a gimme by nope. any means for the Gators. They face uh, UCF, Samford, and then obviously Florida State to close the year. And their SEC opponents are Georgia, Ole Miss, LSU, Missouri, Tennessee, Texas A&M, Texas, and Mississippi State. Have fun. Good God. Have fun. Under. Way Under. Under. Unless it's like four and a half, and then I might think about it, but mm, oh, oh. you don't like five. Mm-mm. 
This is the one that Tyler and I disagree on, and I swear I think I'm right. I think his friendship clouds it bad. He thinks he'll figure it out next year. He wants. Let's face it. This is not a knock on Tyler at all. No, 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 no. One hundred percent. I mean, you you cheer for your friends if you if you're a good person. That's not a criticism. When people criticize that, I'm like, stop. You, what do you want him to do? Hate, hate his friends? With friends like that, who needs friends? <laughs> I mean, he he wants him to win. He believes in him. He wants him to win. I just, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. I'm, I'm a big believer in fit. I'm not a, you know this, you've known me for a long time. I am not a big believer in absolutes. Oh, fit matters. Like, I don't. When people go, Lane Kiffin would win anywhere. I don't know. I mean, no, not, not necessarily. Fit matters. He'd have a better chance to win anywhere than a lot of other people, but there would be places, Texas A&M, where I think the fit would be so bad that I don't know that it would ever be possible. Fit matters. I just, for whatever reason, I don't think Billy Napier is a fit there. He's obviously a good coach. Look what he did at Louisiana Lafayette. In a pretty good league, they were the dominant program in that league year over year. But he doesn't fit there for whatever reason. Now, I'm of the opinion that that job is not as great as people make it out to be. Yes, Steve Spurrier won there, but Steve Spurrier kind of won everywhere. Spurrier... Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. That's really it. Mullen did a good job. He did. Before it fell to hell. But they brought Dan Mullen in and said, hey, win the national championship. Well, if that's the standard, kind of hard to, there's a lot of, pretty good chance of failing, right? Going to spend about 45 seconds on this, but uh, last night, uh, I, if I'm mispronouncing, I apologize. I've never heard his name before yesterday. Patrick Shegog won the Connerly Trophy uh, yesterday, the Delta State quarterback. Oh, yeah. He uh, knocked off a group that included Quinshawn Judkins, who had won in 2022. Um, I know there's some angst and argument on our message board regarding this. Uh, look, Shegog had a hell of a year. Um, only had two interceptions. Did a lot of good things. Uh, here's what bugs me about it, and then I'll get off of it because it just doesn't matter, and there's no reason to spend time on it. <laughs> No, no, no! Seriously, okay. I, no, I mean, and this is fixable. This is my this is my problem. Is that you could cure this all with just changing what you say about it? Does that make sense? Yes. Because hold on, let me find it. Maybe it's taking more than forty five seconds because I wasn't prepared. Okay, the actual Connerly Trophy website. Okay. Yeah, I'm listening. Says the C Spire Connerly Trophy is presented annually to the Magnolia State's top collegiate football player. That's all I got. Okay. Okay. That's that. that, that that's all they said. All right, hold on a minute, though. Let me find it. So how come Jackson Dart wasn't there? So Rick Cleveland posted a couple days ago. Let me find it. I got to scroll. Just give me a second. Sorry. Because I'd like to get the, the wording exactly exactly right. I thought it was Rick. It's usually Rick when this kind of stuff happens. Maybe I can't find it now. Do you like okra, by the way? Uh, I like grilled okra. Really? A lot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Salt, pepper, little olive oil, roll it, and then throw it on the grill and just char the hell out of it really fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. You like pickled okra? That's mm, fine. I like pickled stuff. Yeah. I'm not yeah. A, like other than pickled eggs. That sounds disgusting. Do you but, like okra in your gumbo? 
because I don't. I like okra. Now, I'm not one of those people that wants to put the potato salad on it. Potato salad on what? On gumbo. Are you serious? Oh, that's like a big thing. Yeah, there's some. That's disgusting. You don't do that? No. Yeah, that's the thing. I forget what they call it, but yeah, that's that's the thing. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I, I can't find it. I'll I'll try to locate it. It doesn't freaking matter. Nonetheless, <laughs> what? No, I, I. Hold on. I mean, I'm, I know I'm getting pissed off. It was basically the verbiage they sent it to with all the. I, I don't have a Connolly Trophy vote. I'm not sure what you have to do to get one, but apparently I don't qualify. I don't either. Being from the state and covering the state for the last 20 years apparently isn't enough for a vote. No, but well, we, we there's no way that we could be objective. I mean, we're only on camera for an hour and a half a day, and we write. There's no way. Here it is. No okay, way that we it. could be objective. All right. So here, I found it. Sorry, I know it took longer than 45 seconds. Y'all are all here. You're hanging out. It is what it is. All right. Cleveland writes in a column he wrote with multiple other things. It's about Will Hall coming back next year, talking about Levy getting hired, and then he mentions the trophy. And he's talking about Shigog or Judkins both deserving the award. Fine, whatever. It's fine. But with the award, they sent this note, okay? You should choose the nominees who have made the most impact for their team during the 2023 season. Do not take into consideration their NFL prospects, only their collegiate play for the 2023 complete regular season. That's not the best football player in the state. So just change the freaking verbiage to this trophy goes to the player who impacted his team the most in a season. And then when you give it to the Delta State guy, I got no problems. Yeah, it's true. Because he put his team in the playoffs in a way that Quinshawn Ole Miss probably wins a lot of games and does whatever without him. I also think, while I do think our theory is correct on why Quinshawn was nominated, I think putting a quarterback up against Chicago was never going to win because the numbers were not. Oh. Well, I'd like to see him go against Alabama and Georgia. Well, that's kind of my thing here, and it's where I'm – it's where I have to just stop and go, Chase, this doesn't matter, and quit. <laughs> it doesn't matter Because at all. I have a hunch, if Quinshawn played D2 football, he would have a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns. I'd bet on it. He'd run, he'd run around a lot of dudes. And yes, if Dart got to play West Georgia, he would light their ass up. I would think. Just a hunch. And again, maybe Chicago would be wonderful. I don't know. But just change what the freaking award's called. If it's the best player in the state, it's not... No, you don't stop nominating. You just do the dog and pony show and let Quinshawn go to Jackson and eat the rubber chicken and move on with the day. But You think Quinshawn had been warned that, hey, you're probably not winning this? He won it last year. He's already got a trophy. Yeah. I think he was frustrated. You're competitive, so you get pissed. That's true. Quinshawn might have handled it better. Dart might have actually legitimately gotten pissed off and gone, hell, hold on a minute. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you play where? I'm from Utah. What the hell is Delta State? <clears throat> It's not even a state. I'm talking in Dart's voice, not mom. Robocall? It's it's my daughter. Give me one second. Oh, yeah, you're fine. I'm over the hook. It's fine. We're we're we're, we're all good. Uh just had to get that out here as we are uh moving through the show. No, we'll be back in a second. Yeah, I'm not frustrated. I don't like when 
it ma- it doesn't match what's supposed to be going on. That's the thing. It's not it's it's not frustration. I'm more being a little dramatic just for the uh, the podcast effect. Um, yeah, Dart would not uh, be ready to uh, to fight. I don't think Dart spent his day going, "Hey, I really need to win the Connerly Trophy." At this point, uh, when Neil comes back, we'll talk about the uh, college football playoff rankings. The latest last night again, they are uh, solving their. Um, they're proving their point because we're actually discussing it. So credit to uh, everyone involved because they're doing what we want them to do, which is talk about their for TV program. No, you're fine. Uh, the biggest news last night is that Florida State moved back into the top four, which was expected after um, Michigan knocked off Ohio State. Georgia one, Michigan two, Washington three, Florida State four, Oregon five, Ohio State six. Ole Miss at a number 11. They dropped Louisville down to 14. Again, here, unless Ole Miss just simply jumps over Penn State, maybe we get into the rankings next week and they just move Ole Miss ahead of Penn State, and if they do that, Ole Miss will be in an access bowl because okay. the numbers make it where that's the case. Or if Louisville beats Florida State but doesn't jump back ahead of Ole Miss, so if Ole Miss found a way to stay ahead of Louisville, even if Louisville beats Florida State, which I don't believe will happen, I think if Louisville wins the game, they will jump into the top ten. Yeah. Because I don't think a conference ACC champion with two losses is not getting into an access bowl. The one scenario that I'm curious if it happened, how it impacts things, Florida State in a sloppy game beats Louisville 17-14. to 14. And they go, yeah. And everybody looks at it and goes, okay, you're undefeated, but you don't have your quarterback anymore, and you frankly don't look very good. And our objective is the best four teams, and you're not one right Florida now. Florida State's harmed by Louisville losing to Kentucky last week, too. Yes. They'll go, hey, Kentucky did that. So if that scenario happened, do they go, hey, look, we're, we're, we're going to do the right thing, and we're going to put Florida State in the Orange Bowl, but not in the playoff, and Louisville, you're out. That, to me, is the only real hope. I mean, I guess if, like, Michigan just boat raced Iowa, okay, like 49 to nothing, and maybe you go, Iowa's not. Where, where's Iowa now, like 17, uh, 18? 16. You go, Iowa, you're, you're not even in the top 25 anymore. And now Penn State doesn't have that win. And maybe Tulane just smokes SMU, like, wow. Like, and, and they get moved up to, like, 18. And then you've got that, you know, because LSU's not playing this weekend. But, I mean, that that is the argument. Again, for all the Missouri Ole Miss crap aside, the argument is when they get in the room and actually do the bowls next week, they go, hold on a minute, you did, you put these two teams in that don't have a win over the top 25 and this team's not in even though they have two? Because it, look, wins are what matter. I, I, I refuse to have the conversation where we go, no, it's the margin of victory against common opponents over wins. No, the hell with that. You either beat teams or you didn't. Period. I, I'm I'm out on that. So I think it's more likely they just happen to jump Penn State next week if someone wants Ole Miss into a bowl game. I agree. I, I, I but I would have done it this time. I would have too. You look dumb when you do it next time. If you do it next time, well, you admit that hey, the bowl—that's who they wanted. Yes. And the head of the playoff committee, he says, uh, "Let me find it." Has a quote here. The Florida State thing's the interesting part to me. Different team without Jordan Travis. It's more than one player, but obviously they are a different team without Jordan Travis. Okay. This is what, what I, he said. This is what I hate about 
speech, right? Okay, they're a different team. Are they a worse team? Is it, are you admitting they're a worse team? Yeah. Okay, are they are they are they still a top 4 team? What the the problem I have with that show is it is so produced and it is so protected that nobody can ask hard questions. And you can't ask a follow-up question that kind of puts somebody on the spot to say something. Are they a top four team? Because if they're not, this is where they get they get pinned in, right? And it, again, it doesn't this year it doesn't matter. Like I know it matters to Ole Miss people, but it doesn't matter. Next year it matters. Here's the irony: if there was a playoff this year, Ole Miss is in. Yeah, so it's fine. But does your body of work matter more than what you are at the end? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it should or shouldn't. Tell me. Tell me what the parameters are. And then look, if you're going to say, if you're going to say, hey, margin of victory, margin of defeat really matters. All right. So when you play, this is the part that I can't stand, right? Is there really a difference between beating a team by 24 and beating a team by 44? Do, you, do we really? Because well, wa- if we're doing that too, we have to give them minutia of who played. Yeah. Well, hey, well, okay. Sanders didn't play. Jefferson didn't yeah. play. This guy didn't play. This guy didn't play. Well, you know, Will Levis was completely healthy when Ole Miss beat him here, or not when they did this. Yeah. I mean, so you start, com- and, I, and I'm not making a Missouri comparison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just in it, general. This, this came to my mind. Okay. So, okay. Well, Ole Miss played Arkansas in October, and Jefferson was healthy, and Sanders played, and Sanders played. Missouri played Arkansas at the end of the year and Jefferson got hurt on the first series and Sanders was out with a labrum injury. So we can't, I mean, what do, what do you do? How do you do all that? Or is it just resume or is it just eye test? Or does Ole Miss get 10 extra points against Georgia in your mind because Bowers played and he didn't play against Missouri? Right. I mean, like, I mean, what do you do? I don't, I don't know how you factor all that in. And so it seems to me that it's just a word salad from them. And they, they, they look at it like, well, we're going to come up with, okay, well, what about this? Like, to me, I, <clears throat> why is Texas not getting any more conversation for being in the, in the, in the four? Whereas Oregon's just winning in. Yeah, why? And I like Oregon. But- I like Oregon, too, but why? Texas went to Alabama and won. They went to Tuscaloosa at night and won. And the ESPN did a path to playoff for every team in the top eight. Texas path, obviously, win the Big 12 and hope FSU loses and Georgia beats Alabama. I, you, 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 you know me well enough to know why I struggle with this. I, it's Number one, it's a stupid format. I'll repeat that for the gazillionth time. They're, they're fortunate that they've always been bailed out. It's looking more and more like they might not get bailed out this time. Oh, there's a world. Alabama can throw the biggest. I mean, whoa, boy. Oh, I mean. There's actually the disaster scenario for the SEC where I think they get left out. I I agree completely. I think Alabama and Georgia get left out if Alabama wins on Saturday. And other stuff falls how it would have to fall. I tend to agree with you. Now, the SEC will fight like mad. Yeah, they probably get one in simply because they have a very large stick. But it at least brings in the argument because suddenly Texas has that win over the SEC champion. They're in in that scenario. Well, I, I did this with Tyler the other day, so I guess I'll, I'll put it on you. Just in a vacuum, 
Okay. Alabama beats Georgia Saturday. Yeah. Neutral field. Yeah. Georgia's 12 and 1, no champion. Alabama's 12 and 1 and a champion. Texas beats Oklahoma State and and let it be 1 or 100, it doesn't I don't matter. care. 12 and 1, they're a champion. Their one is Oklahoma, who's highly ranked and Oklahoma's not playing again this weekend, so they're not going to fall. How do you take anyone? I've had people go, well, Alabama would have a better win. Yeah, but they lost to you in Tuscaloosa. Two scores at night. The whole deal. Everybody was healthy. Everybody played. Yeah, I watched it. Ole Miss had just beaten Tulane. It was that day. I, I agree. I mean, I, I. it's so flawed. And they don't have they they for all of the meetings and the talks and stuff that they do and these weekly shows chase they don't really have a plan. I'm convinced they don't have a plan. They've always just been bailed out, and they'll probably end up getting bailed out again. But why is Oregon at twelve and one as a Pac-12 champion? Why are they an automatic in over Texas, who's twelve and one as a Big Twelve champion? Explain it to me, like I'm five. I don't get it. What, what did what did You're Oregon giving do? Oregon's win over Washington greater credence than in Texas to win over Alabama? Or I think Alabama would beat Washington. Yeah. How do we how do we do all that? I'm kind of with you. Just root for all the hell to break loose on Saturday oh, I and want see the, where it goes. Oh, I, I want mean, the chaos. Let Oregon start it on Friday night and let's yeah. run this bitch through and, and see what and happens. And what I really want to what I really want to start Friday night is I want Oregon to win on a field goal. I want it to be like really close. You're like, okay, well they won. But, but they did the same thing Washington. But did. Washington beat them earlier on a field in goal. a close game on a field goal. So are we saying that the win in December means more than the win in September? Just say it out loud. And the answer is yes, because these are still humans who are, are doing polling. So when you play a, 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 a when you play your conference schedule, conferences need to fix the schedule to where the hard games are early. Yeah, go ahead and get them out of the way, and then just beat the hell out of teams late. Yeah, hundred percent. Don't play Mercer and Georgia Tech in September. Play in November. I mean, what is that? Is that? What, I, I know I'm going on too long. I, it bothers me. Like, how the hell does that happen? If I'm Texas, I'm livid right now. Well, you played a Big Twelve schedule. Well, we're in the damn Big Twelve. They played a Pac twelve schedule. Well, I'm not convinced the Pac twelve is as good as everybody else says it is. If I'm Texas, that's what I'm saying. I beat Kansas. I beat I beat Kansas State, right? I I, I beat Oklahoma State. There's a world where Ohio State gets in ahead of Texas, and that will be the dumbest thing in history. Because who the hell is Ohio State beating? Nobody. Penn State. Okay, great. That's it. Notre Dame. Okay. Sure. Sure. Oh, that was that last play early in the year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. One play. All right. We'll look at a uh, hypothetical playoff in a second. But first, uh, again, last couple of days to get those Christmas lights up with Heavenly Sunshine helping you out. They take care of it. They can be a lot of work, but they'll put them up for you and do all the work. Full service installation plan. They install, take down, and store the lights. They use commercial grade LEDs, 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights. We take care of the gifts. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Full-service commercial residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. That's HeavenlySunshine.com or 662-342-1203. I'm sorry. Um, 
Are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands? Are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify? Uh, either way, Andy Luduki can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses. He uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy. Put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net or contact Andy at andy at myperfectfranchise.net or 404-973-9901. Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Uh, basically, if you're, you your child is interested in horseback riding, they can really help you from beginner level to advanced all the way through to competing in competitions. It's also a great venue for events. Check them out on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Oh, would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, I'm just thinking out loud. This is what my brain works. The next time we do a Pete's Pigskin preview, if it's Iowa, do we want Pete to break down Iowa's defense or Iowa's offense? What would be the funnier show? Their offense would be the, the best show. The offense is the funnier. The defense is the more helpful for the... Preparing for the game. Yes. Because their defense is, is really legitimately good. It is. Sure. I'll get to that in a minute, actually. Okay. Sorry. No, you're good. You get an idea of how my brain works on a day like today where I'm... A little sleep deprived. You're a little scatterbrained today. I'm I'm big time scatterbrained. Yet I'm being fairly productive. Uh, when you when you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered. Uh, they are GAF Master Elite Contractor. They offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured. Riverland Services Mississippi and its surrounding states. Their punt game. Their punt game is really good. Six six two six four 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 two nine seven. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best. That's exactly what they offer. Right next door to Ole Miss, two, three, four, and five bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Great amenities as well. You want to text their VIP list today to become the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open. 662-300-3733. And I will have a mailbag up probably much later today. I'm behind. It's brought to you by Art Hayes of Sotheby's International Realty. Are you thinking of making a move? Put the power of Sotheby's to work for you as a licensed agent with Sotheby's International Realty and a supporter of all things Ole Miss. Art Hayes can help you buy or sell in your hometown or anywhere in the world at no charge to you. So call and Ask Art how you can do that, 612-805-5929, or email art at arthur.hayes, H-A-Y-S, at lakesmn.com. Podcast is brought to you by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband, that's nespark.com, 662-238-3159, Phone service, point controls, network security, and much more. Again, that's anyspark.com. Uh, this got pointed on the board yesterday. Big improvement for Ole Miss, and I, th- I think it is a good way to measure defenses. Uh, college football team opponent points per play. So the more you're on the field, the more points you're likely to give up because of okay. whatever. Got it. Uh, Ole Miss comes out number 30th in the country in defense this year in wow. points per opponent play. Um, wow. They are at 0.325 is the number. So 0.325 points per play. Um, 
huge, by the way. Uh, no, that's the last one. Never mind. They're home away splits. Let's see if they're any different. I don't even know. I didn't look at this. Basically, I eh, no, they're much better at home than or on the road. That's not surprising. Two nine eight plus just three six zero, but that Georgia game creating a huge difference there in their in their yeah. stats. Uh, but here's one. Last year it was point three six two. That number last year would have put Ole Miss. Around 55th in the country. So moved up about 25 spots nationally there wow. in defense this year. Unbelievable. An argument, very good argument for Ole Miss to have a top 30 defense. Wouldn't have believed that before the year. Wouldn't yeah. have believed it. I would have simply said, you're nuts. Watching them in camp, you're nuts. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Hey, Neil, buy or sell. Ole Miss is going to have a top 30 defense this uh, sell. this fall. I'd have sold fast. You could have told me top 50 and I might have sold. Ooh. No elite guy off the edge. No elite linebacker. No linebackers. No e- tons of portal DBs. No elite corner. No big physical crash downhill safety to knock you out. Mm. Just a bunch of guys. Some talent. 30th. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. Call me whatever you want to call me. One spot ahead of Tennessee. Tennessee at 31. Auburn at 41. Missouri at 46. A&M at 52, by the way. Yeah. 52. With all that talent. Because they weren't on the field much. 52. Whew. Hey, Ole Miss is going to, in points per play given up, Ole Miss is going to finish 22 spots ahead of A&M by ourselves. I mean, we never even thought about it. So, so fast. A year ago, A&M's number would have been 27th nationally. Yeah. Alabama at 16. Here's one, though, because of there's so much ball control on offense for most teams, and then Iowa because they're just so good. Big 10 teams are 1, 2, 3, and 4 in this stat because no one runs. Like they run so many plays and running the ball and running the clock that you're just not out there a ton from a running clock standpoint. Yeah. But Iowa, 0.171, almost half of what Ole Miss is. They're number one in the country by far. Yeah. They're, look, they're, but those four teams, it shows you that it's just so ground control and clock running in the Big Ten that they're not running as many plays. It's where it does skew it some there. An Iowa Ole Miss game would be fun to watch. Look, the contrast would be look. I don't. Let's put Ole Miss in an access bowl, so I don't have to deal with whatever. I would love to see Jaden Daniels against the Iowa defense. That would be fun. Let's just see what would happen. And if Iowa can't move on LSU, then they can't move on any damn body. So, oh, that's true. They they actually would move it a little bit on LSU. But you still got to throw it. You can't run on LSU to the sides. The problem is that like. Because I told you, Iowa gets out in space and they in freak checked, out. In a checked out bowl game? I don't know. Did you I, see where Van, uh, Vanderbilt's punters up for the Ray Guy Award? He's a finalist. Have you seen his numbers? No, is it really good? Yeah, he's like averaging 50 yards a punt, and he's punted like 8 million times. See better than the Iowa guy? They're like in the same ballpark. Really? No, the kid for Iowa is really, really good. I mean, all the all the jokes aside... And we'll probably have a month full of them, it looks like. Yeah. They're legitimately talented on defense, like several NFL players on their defense. And the punter is 
He's remarkably consistent. What I was going to say about the uh, p- potential playoff, it's what's hilarious about this. Is we're discussing whether Ole Miss can get an access bowl, but they would be basically guaranteed a playoff berth at this point, mm-hmm. it sounds like. They'd be the 12, right? They would be the 11 because Tulane's the 12. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get the group of, group of five gets a spot, Neil. They're 12. So stupid. So a bracket for the playoff today um, going into the bowl games, if this were next year, would be number 12 Tulane at number five Oregon in Eugene. I would cheer for Oregon to boat race them. Number 11, Ole Miss at number six, Ohio State. Ooh. Got your shot, Columbus. I mean, there you go. Go to the shoe and see what happens. There you go. The uh, the winner of that game would get Washington in the quarterfinals. Our travel budget would get hurt. <laughs> the Tulane-Oregon winner would uh, face Florida, Florida State. State in the again, before the conference finals right, so, right. or whatever. Um Penn State, Texas, the 10 versus the 7 oh, in Austin. I'd watch. The winner would get Michigan. And yeah. then uh, Georgia would face the winner of Missouri and Alabama. So you would be given a uh, guaranteed SEC. Ooh, a Missouri-Alabama game would be interesting. Yeah, quarter. That's been the same for weeks because they've been sticking that 8 and 9 spot there with uh, with that. So that is what a playoff would look like today were that to be the case. See what the uh, the Bears are thinking about taking Caleb Williams. Yeah, they've got a real decision to make. Oh, please. Well, I'm enjoying watching you. I mean, the Bears, not you. Like, suck and be the new team that just does nothing correctly. So, what do you do if you're the Bears? Fields shows just enough flashes to where you can talk yourself into it, and then he'll do stuff where you're like, oh god. What do you do? And then but I can't put my franchise in Caleb Williams' hands. I know. I know. Four months to think about that, perhaps. And again, the Panthers, worst franchise in the, in the NFL right now. Their team sucks. They took Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud. And even though they're sucking, the Bears get their pick. Mm-hmm. In this mock from the Athletic, the Bears get picks one and four. Because they get the Panthers pick. Does any other team have two top ten picks? Uh, let's see. Bears at one, Cardinals at two, Patriots at three, Bears at four, Commanders at five, Giants at six, Bucks at seven, Jets at eight, Chargers at nine, Titans at ten. No. If I'm the Bears, I I'm tempted to take that one pick and trade down just a little, and maybe get a couple of future ones. And just trade out of it. Yeah, I don't hate that. Because if, if I'm not one million percent, <clears throat> pardon my, language, my voice, I should say, if I'm not a million percent certain that Caleb Williams is going to be my franchise quarterback, yeah, sure, of course. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trading out of that pick. Or I take that number one pick and I do what everyone says I can't do. Or I do this. Now that I'm, I'm just thinking out loud, one and four. You could walk out of that thing with Marvin. Har- and- you could walk out of that thing with Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors. You could, and wideouts are premiums. I mean, you could f- you could give him some serious weapons. The top five uh, in this mock, and then the SEC teams is how we'll do it as we close the show. Uh, William- Williams at one, USC to the Bears. 
Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. to the Cardinals at two, which would be that means they would be sticking with Kyler in this yeah. situation. Patriots taking Drake May from North Carolina at three in this. See, he's the one that scares me if I'm the Bears because he might be your guy. Yeah. Uh, the Bears at number four taking Joe Alt, the awesome tackle at Notre Dame. He's a beast. Top tackle in the thing. He's great. Commanders taking the Penn State tackle, Olu Fashanu, um, with the uh, fifth overall pick. The Giants taking LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors Whew. at number six. You know how good he's going to be in the pros. Yeah, he's going to be all right. The Buccaneers at seven, Jalen Daniels, quarterback, LSU. Brock Bauer. Right, right, I, I, yeah. know we're, I know we're long. and I'll stop. I'll, I'll, I'll stop. We, got, we can do this tomorrow. Why are we not talking more about Jaden Daniels as an NFL quarterback? Why? What is his defense sucks and he lost three games. Yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I get it. I get you it. ask a question, but I, it. But I watch him every Saturday, and this dude's phenomenal. We were on the we were, look. Ole Miss blitzed LSU. They scored fifty five points, and Jaden Daniels still damn near won the game on the road. And he's six four. It's not like he's Bryce Young. No, and he's got a cannon. And I talked to him in in um, where was Media Days Nashville. Yeah. He he's a phenomenal kid. So you're saying, man. I mean, he looks you in the eye. So the Bears could take Jaden Daniels and Marvin Harrison. You really could. I mean, I mean, I'll, I I know this. It's LSU, and everybody gets mad. I love Jaden Daniels. I love everything about him. I, I, he, you watched him this season. Yeah, he competes. Yeah, I mean, he was on one leg beating Missouri. I mean, he he's he passes every single test. Great with media. Sharp, very bright kid. Has grown up a lot, really learned. I mean, I asked him, I said, you know, what was the difference between the Pac-12 and the SEC? And he could have given me this. He could have given me some remote. I mean, he didn't know me. I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm not like Ross Dellinger asking him a question. And he gave me this detailed, very specific answer about, hey, here's what I really learned. He goes, I really learned it like on Sundays and Mondays. I woke up and I felt different than I did when I played in the Pac-12. I knew that meant, hey, you can't just rely on your physical skills. You've got to get bigger. You've got to get stronger. You've got to get in the weight room more. He gave me this really detailed answer. And even though there were all these people around, he was looking at me. Mm -hmm. And he did that with other people. The guy is sharp. And then you see Caleb Williams do this goofy stuff. And I'm like, ugh. Mm -mm. Ugh. No, I Because Chicago media, look, I listen to a lot of Chicago media. You make fun of me getting the alerts on my phone, and I deserve, I deserve the criticism. Chicago media will eat you up. They will. They're not New York it's media. It's not kind, though. But they'll eat you up. They will spit you out. They're going to get after you. Justin Fields has taken some serious criticism, and he's kind of handled it. Like he had that drive the other night, and all that stuff. I, I don't know. Yeah, I got those two picks. I can do a lot with those two picks. I can go get a franchise left tackle and a franchise wide receiver. I can get two franchise receivers. I can get two franchise left tackle, two franchise tackles. I could do a lot at one and four. I kind of like May and Daniels more to run my franchise. I'll just do. Brock Bowers at eight to the New York Jets. J.C. Latham, the Alabama offensive tackle, number nine to the Chargers. Dallas Turner, edge, Alabama, 10 to the Titans. Uh, Keon Coleman to the Saints, by the way. Just the, it's a uh, great wide receiver. wide receiver. It's there. a great receiver draft. Terry and Arnold, the corner from Alabama to the Packers. 
He's Georgia opts to tackle Amarius Mims to the Bills at 16. Kool-Aid McKinstry, corner, Alabama, to the Broncos at 18. It's almost like having first-round talent makes you a There's good a team. There's a theme here. It's amazing. We're going through this. Go figure. Uh, Oklahoma, offensive tackle Tyler Guyton to the Colts, now that they're in the SEC. 22, J.J. McCarthy to the Seahawks. <sighs> Give me a break. Oh, no. buy it. Pete, come on. Pete's come not going to do that. No, he's not doing that. Our boy that. Pete's not going to do that. No. You don't get to. You don't Pete's get to not going to watch that film and go, that's my dude. You don't get to that station in, in, in football lore. No. Brian Thomas, the uh, wide receiver from LSU, 23 to the Steelers. About that. Yeah. Well, that second tier, that, that makes sense there. Uh, and Iowa something, corner, 24, uh, Cooper DeJean to the Texans. Have you watched him play? No. No, no joke on my Heisman ballot. He might be third. Really? Okay. Impactful players? Yeah. I mean, guys that change games? Not like the Delta State quarterback. I understand. Uh, well, he's a first-round pick. You don't see your boy on there. <laughs> don't. That's all the uh, – there's a there's a round two, but I don't care. I'm not going through it. So, anyway. All right. Uh, Jeffrey tomorrow. we will talk to him about, I don't know, plenty of college football, any basketball news that comes up prior to that as well. Again, good night for the ACC-SEC Challenge and uh, whatever else comes up prior to tomorrow. So, appreciate it, everybody in the stream, including you, Adam. Appreciate you being here, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. <laughs>